0: Hello and welcome back to my podcast graduating in the real world. I'm your host Lauren Bore, and you're listening to episode two. Today I'm going to be joined by a company called Creative Train and we are going to be discussing entering the world of employment and a range of different pathways you can take all aimed to help you get your dream job. Hi everyone, I'm joined today by Jade Gordon, who is the founder of Creative Train and is our first ever guest on Graduating in the Real World. How are you today Jade? I'm very well, thank you Lauren, thank you for having me. Thank you very much. Um, if you'd like to tell everyone a little bit about who you are and what you do.
1: Uh, Yes, so as Lauren said, I'm Jade. Uh, My background is in the television industry, and I've worked in television for over 10 years. I worked my way up to assistant producer and then did a little bit of producer work too before I then went and had my children. Uh, So after I worked at that level I took a different route in television um, and started to work in recruitment and my role in talent management meant I then crewed up for all the shows that that we made at the companies I was at. So crewed up roles from runner through to a series producer and all all the roles in between so went from editorial making the programs to crewing them up.
0: Wow it sounds like you've got a lot of experience because obviously for me I'm about to graduate and I'm studying television so I'm actually starting out as a runner. And I think for me, I wanna go into like the editorial route. So like work my way up to producer just like you were. And yesterday I actually had my first paid runner job. So it was such an amazing experience. And I got to work with talent as well. So I think for me, I still don't really know what route I want to go down. Whether that might be talent management as well. So I think yeah, with the television industry, it's really hard to know what you want to do. So with Creative Train, how do you think that will help people get into the industry, and what type of schemes does Creative Train offer for young individuals? So with my background
1: in editorial, as you say, working um, working at assistant producer or producer level, and then going into recruitment. I decided to launch Creative Train to help mentor people that want to come into the industry. And just like you, maybe need a little bit of guidance on how to do so, because not only is it a tough industry to get into, but it's also tough to understand what all the different job roles are and to know initially what route you wish to take, which you don't have to know initially at all. But with Creative Train, we're running Introduction to Television Workshop, which basically give a great general idea of what it's like and what's required to work in television vision. And my specialty is in unscripted television because obviously that's my background. We're also offering career guidance sessions where we can basically bounce ideas around together, speak about what you've done already, what you think you want to do, and basically put steps in to make that happen. And we also offer CV sessions uh, where together we do a collaborative process and rewrite your CV where you also contribute as well as we do with our expertise and you see the whole process and you see why it's necessary to put things in your cv take things out and what language we should be using to make sure that your tv your tv cv is tele tailored because a lot of the problem is you've got a great cv and great experience elsewhere but when the people reading that cv for example the talent managers when they're reading that cv they might not it might not resonate with them because it's not written in the right way so the cv is really important
0: totally agree with you and i think that's what's so good about creative train because even even though I've spent three years at university, which might seem like such a long time, I think having things like a CV workshop to attend is so helpful because even now I might have a really great CV, but I might send it to an employer and it might be completely wrong. So I think with your background and having that insight into what the television industry is looking for, it will definitely help individuals like myself. So I actually attended a CV workshop before and it was so bizarre because some of the things they were telling me compared to what my university were telling me were just completely different
1: different yeah that's really interesting point Lauren and we find that a lot in television what people are learning at university and firstly remember not everyone's going to university and secondly the people that are going to university some are doing television courses and film courses and some people doing things completely unrelated like history or sociology or something like but you know anything else so even those of you doing television and film the advice you're being given by lecturers um, is sometimes different from the advice you're given by in industry professionals and that may be for a number of reasons it may be that those people have never worked in the industry themselves or haven't done so for a very long time so it's really important that industry professionals work with educators to ensure that you're getting the right advice from from university but of course creative train can be that middleman, basically to ensure that what you think is correct is actually correct and if it's not to help you rectify that I
0: think as well like with the industry of television it's so competitive it's always mainly about who you know not what you know and trying to get those contacts and build up your own network is definitely one way of getting into the industry because I know that if you have a really good CV and you've done a great job they might even pass it on to people that they know and then you can get a job from that as well. So I think I actually spoke to Creative Train at the RTS Fair. And for everyone that doesn't know what that is, it is basically a television careers fair. And usually you can go in person and it is amazing. It is filled with loads of different companies, massive ones such as ITV, BBC, Studio Lambert. And it's a way for individuals to network with those companies and maybe ask for work experience and find out if they do have any jobs at the moment. This year was slightly different due to COVID. And I actually preferred it this year, even though it was virtual, because I just felt that you could have a bit more of an intimate conversation with that company and find out a little bit more about them. How, how did you find the RTS Fair for you? Well, RTS Fair was actually our launch date. So
1: we were definitely thrown in at the deep end, but I've worked there before physically um, when I've worked for other companies so this was my first virtual RTS Careers Fair and I agree with you Lauren I thought it was brilliant because in person at the event people obviously queue for a very long time to talk to the prestigious companies (laughs) with the prestigious schemes that are incredibly tough to be considered for but this way people could pop in and out to the various stalls from the comfort of their own home and you're right it is all about networking and it is an industry that is is very known to be about who you know and um, I established Creative Train because I'm very keen for lots of people from all different backgrounds to have the chance to come into the industry, including those who know no one in the industry and maybe haven't had the luxury or chance to network before. It it shouldn't be about who you know, uh, not at the beginning, because if everybody should be enabled to come into to the industry. Everyone has their strengths and what they can bring to the to the table. But it is definitely an industry where as you progress, um, your contacts that you've made and the networking you've done can be super helpful because you will go from job to job. It is a freelance industry and it's likely that if you impress someone on one job and they're going to the next job and need a runner or a researcher, they will take you with them. And that's really exciting because you get great opportunities from the people that you've worked with and that because your colleagues and your network community basically.
0: And I think that's what's so amazing about television that you create all these amazing contacts and you can get all these amazing jobs from it but it can also be quite a tough industry and one of the main things I remember at the RTS fairs when we were talking about mental health and I just thought that was so interesting because a lot of people think television is just so outgoing and It's such a fun job. And of course, it sounds like an absolute dream, but there can also be a lot of backlash with it. And in terms of, you know, there's always going to be someone better than you. And I thought when there was a discussion at the RTS Fair about mental health, it was so important that that was touched upon. Yes, Lauren, I'm all for discussions
1: on mental health. It's an industry where we've been told there's currently a mental health crisis. And then we've had COVID shoved on top, which has made things worse and people who have never experienced mental health challenges have. And for those of you that think you're untouchable, and lots of people in the industry do, um, working freelance has an impact on your well-being because you're constantly looking for your next job. You have to be a certain type of personality to come into the industry. And usually the people that come in are super dedicated, hardworking and committed which is wonderful when you first come in and you've got no other commitments but then me for example i've gone off and had children and that really affected my own mental health because i was juggling full-time work with children and it's an industry where that's quite challenging at the moment and there are lots of people cham- championing better balance and more flexible ways yeah. to work with other commitments, hobbies caring commitments etc it does take a toll on your mental health and I'm actually the mental health officer for the Unscripted Back to union. It's basically a union for anyone that works in Unscripted just like teachers would join a union we're encouraging people in the industry to join a union so that you have that support should things in the workplace not be quite right with regards to treatment or contracts or you feeling um feeling like you need additional support legally or with well-being whatever Um, so we are currently doing um fortnightly meetups for those that wish to come and and speak to like-minded people about their well-being
0: yeah I think that's so important to have that safe place to go to and talk to someone about the way they are feeling because I feel like a lot of people feel like they can't so just having that just sounds so amazing and knowing that you're also helping other people is honestly so vital especially like you said with COVID this past year so many people struggled and I know I've probably not had it as bad as most people but even from my university studies going online it's been so difficult because I'm more of an in-person learner I need to be there to take everything in and having it all go online has been so strange because obviously that's not the experience I wanted I wanted to be in a studio I wanted to be filming and that's what I went to university for because of the things I love. So I think in terms of that, yes, I have felt a little bit out of love with it. And obviously, I was meant to have loads of work experience placements last year, but they fell through due to COVID. So I do feel like I am a little bit behind and I graduate in less than a month and it's all becoming a bit, oh my goodness, I need to get a job. I need to start looking. I think in reality, that's never going to happen for anyone that's graduating because that's the reality of university. You go to university to start Study and you think you're going to come out with a job. But sometimes I do think maybe I wish I hadn't gone. Maybe I wish I went into the industry in a different way. But Even then, I think having my degree on my CV will definitely further my chances of getting a job that I really want to get. I think with regards to the experience you've had from university, even though it's not
1: quite what you hope for and everyone needs to give themselves a break, basically, the people already working and the people studying, because it's been a year like no other. It's it's incredible, really. Um, But what you've got is the experience you've gained from your course. So actually, on a CV, we're really interested in your experience. So whether that's life experience, experiencing other job roles that are transferable, or your education you know it's all great but you you do not need to get a degree in film and telly to work in the industry and I think that's what you may be feeling and some other people that have studied that like did I make the right decision because maybe I didn't need to I could have just come straight into the industry because you know you'll go to get your runner role and the other runner might have done a history degree and you'll think oh I spent all that money learning about film and telly it's
0: just so difficult as well because like you said it is so competitive and I think. So many people are going for the same role as you. So you really need to make your CV stand out. And which is why I think, for example, Creative Train doing those CV workshops will actually be so beneficial most people. So how, how have you found running those CV workshops?
1: Creative Train wishes to get anyone that's we're working with, especially on our introduction to television workshops, into a placement. And unpaid work experience is very common in the television industry, although it's in a bit of a grey area as to whether you should be doing it or not be doing it. So Creative Train are planning to work with government schemes, with traineeships to get people into placements all through the government. So it's basically to get people into to employment uh, which is really really exciting and hopefully going to benefit a lot of people and you may be told that you should be getting the cv guidance anyway from your peers or from your lecturers um kind of at no cost to yourself which is why creative train have priced everything especially for our introductory offers so so low because we genuinely want to help people but of course we're running a business, but with our expertise, you're, you're going to get so much because you're not only going to get a great CV for now, you're also going to get hints and tips of where to look for those roles. And you're also going to know how to do your own CV moving forward for, for the rest of your career. But something that is is worth flagging is that when you think about apprenticeships if you haven't gone to uni or what job to apply for and schemes you think about those big companies don't you bbc itv channel 4 and it seems like they're offering a lot of schemes in editorial but when you think it might be i don't know 12 people across the country and there's thousands of you going for those roles and they're such a big organization if they are looking for 10 or 20 people for example in the grand scheme of things that's not a lot if they were looking for 100 people fantastic but it's also worth remembering there's so many production companies out there and it's 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 really great to be proactive and contact those production companies and ask them don't wait till you see a job role advertised because sometimes things in telly is so fast turnaround sometimes it's about contacting someone at the right time but also loads of little companies it's, it's great to remember them, not just the massive companies. And many companies now might be a good way in that aren't television production companies specifically. There are companies now focusing on things like branded content. There are companies running successful YouTube channels. So there's loads of avenues. I think the best yeah. thing to do and my best advice is put your business head on your shoulders and you are a businessman or a businesswoman seeking your own opportunity.
0: That is just probably the best advice you could give anyone because I I definitely fall into that bandwagon where I want to work for the ITV, I want to work for BBC, and I have applied for those traineeships as well. And I think... The problem with that is I think ITV this year, they had over 15,000 people apply. And like you said, for what, maybe only 12 roles across the country. And the problem is they don't have enough time to respond to everyone and give them feedback as to what they could have done different with their application. For myself, I think it was just going through that process of applying and understanding the questions and really taking my time to put my all into this application. And even though I didn't get it, it can definitely benefit me for when I come to future employers and have to apply for their kind of jobs and I definitely understand what you're saying about little companies because there is so many production companies and I found so many this year that I hadn't even heard of that even make massive shows that's the
1: thing that's the thing they're not even little companies always they could have a few hundred staff members but they're just not the giants that you think of and with regards to you applying for those schemes it is great because you're thinking about your questions your answers you can save those responses to put in um, future applications so, but realistically, unless you're coming in in an application at that level, um, most, most jobs just require a cover note within an email, which could be a short paragraph with your CV attached. So it is challenging, Lauren, because you do think, I'm sure there's loads of people that think, well, did I just waste my time? They probably never even opened my application. If they've got 1,500 for one role, for example, and I'm sure that there were more than 12 roles on offer across an organisation like ITV, because, of course, you've got all the different departments, Definitely. legal, HR, marketing etc but if we're speaking about the editorial roles that we're after which would be coming in and learning uh, as we've said from runner through to researcher assistant producer and producer you know they're in high demand so how about we think well let's apply for them and see what happens but let's also do all of these other things to help get that um, shadowing opportunity for example or or, traineeship or you know, what we're calling work experience. So I think it's so important because of course we all come in and think you want to work at ITV, BBC and the big ones. But I never editorially worked at those companies ever i never got a job even if i had an interview at itv or bbc i was never offered the jobs there but it didn't matter because there's a million other brilliant production companies
0: exactly like there's so many more opportunities than just those big companies and like you said even just having the experience of having an interview process it's all good because it's going to benefit you in the future you were assistant producer correct Yes. So what kind of things did you do as an assistant producer and what did you find like the benefits of being a producer compared to like the struggles of it as well and did you find being a runner and going up to assistant producer helped with your experience? So the route I
1: took was runner, researcher, assistant producer and mainly I was casting on television programs. My strength is with people, communication and we all have different strengths. If you're an ideas person and you love brainstorming then you may end up working in development. You may also be more technical which i'm not and you may wish to shoot and you may wish to edit in in shooting roles you may if your ideasy again do things like a games or task role so there's lots of different sections and they're just a few of them but i cast for lots of different television programs and it's hard to even remember them all but yeah diy programs cookery shows reality shows all different types of shows and as well as casting i would set up the shoots so I would make sure we had the right props, the locations organized, uh, the right people, whether it was extras or contestants or contributors. So my role was really about making sure the shoot was set up with everything required, plus getting the people ready and, and doing the casting process. And coming from a runner is the best grounding you could have. I'd also like to mention the another entry-level role that's also great to a great way to get into the industry, which is called a logger. So um, let's talk about that in a second. But working as a runner, you learn everything on that production that will stand you in good stead for when you progress up the ladder. There are people rushing to step up from runner that haven't done it for long enough. Most people are runners for one to two years. And then, yes, you should definitely move up. But you learn everything at, at runner level and then you can progress. If you skip runner level altogether or move up too quickly, you really lack that basic knowledge that other people have, which will make you great at your job as you move up the ladder. So if people think they're lucky to get a researcher job first or... The best advice is really, I've met people that have done work experience and then they've come to me and said, oh, um, you know, can I apply for this researcher role? And and they don't know that they shouldn't be doing that. So that's what I would say. Make sure if you don't have paid television experience for at least one year, you shouldn't be applying for anything but entry-level opportunities, one of which is a runner. And the second one I'd like to talk to you about, Lauren, is a logger.
0: Yes, logger. I'm very familiar with this role. And I think, like myself at university, because we're always kind of directed to that runner role, we never really think about loggers. And since I've met a lot of people in the industry, obviously due to COVID, loggers have been very useful from working from home because they can do it all from home. So I think definitely loggers are another job that entry levels should be interested in, like you said. Yes, for
1: those that don't know what a logger role is, a logger is responsible for um, watching back all of the footage that's been shot on a shoot day, um, and typing a script basically of what they see and what they hear. Um, they could be doing this live on the day. For example, a show like The Circle may have live loggers where you're there doing it there and then listening to conversations as they happen and and <laughs> typing them up or you could do it after a shoot where you're in the office or as lauren says now at home which is which is uh which is a bonus where you're typing up lots of conversation so if someone's shot 12 hours of footage you'll be typing it all up, possibly highlighting the really great stuff, possibly highlighting, you know, where the sound's crackly and what can't be used. And this gives you a great idea of editorially what you think will be great on a program. And what happens with that um, 12 hours worth of script that you've typed up, it means that the people in the edit, so the editor and the edit producer don't need to sit and watch that 12 hours of footage. And maybe that's just one day of footage. Instead, they've got your great script packaged for, them so they can flick through and work on certain chunks and you in that role liaise closely with people like edit producers which means you really understand what they're doing and what is required from their perspective and it's just a great role into the industry because there's often loggers when teams can't afford runners when budgets are tight some shows won't even have runners but they may have yeah
0: and I think as well like loggers you really do have to have a really creative eye for detail because I think as well it's quite a rewarding job knowing that you've sort of chosen those specific parts to go into the show and I think as well like for me that's definitely something that I'd be interested in doing because I love watching television and I love watching all the nitty-gritty interesting parts and well that's
1: interesting you say that Lauren because when you're a logger you're not watching all the interesting parts you're watching everything and when I worked and did some logging when I first started in the industry I was logging for a makeover show and I was watching paint dry and I just I remember (laughs) that and logging if you're going to do it guys it's really good to do it in chunks so you might not want to take on a five month logging job you might want to do it two months then go and do a runner job and then do another logger job but because it can get a bit monotonous and samey like any job you can get a bit it's, it can slow you down. So the best thing is to do a bit of both, do a bit of logging do and flip between the two. But once again, you might not get a logging job without logging experience. So that's something creative trainer gonna try and set up so we can train people to log before they then put because you can't put it on your CV unless you've done it, even if you are a good typer, because you just it's that catch 22 that we keep talking about with with the whole the whole industry and coming into it. But yes, with logger experience, you can put at the top of your CV your name, then run a slash logger, and then you open up even more doors for you.
0: And like you said, like creative trainer trying their best to help. So like I know that you do lots of different workshops. So what workshops would you say so far have helped people the most and what ones do you think have been the most successful? Well, we've done
1: an interview techniques workshop, which I think is really important because going for an interview in television uh, isn't isn't like going for an interview in a corporate com- corporate company always. Um, they can be really casual and you can be going for lots of interviews weekly you know if you're free for work you might get a few interviews in a week and and then once again remember your job might only be four weeks long and then you're going for interviews again and some people are shy And some people can be nervous in interviews and others are more outgoing, but maybe don't know what to expect. So that's a workshop that covers all of those things, which is really important. And it just discusses how to conduct yourself in an interview, how to tackle those interview nerves, how to present yourself and basically how to get the interview in the first place.
0: And I think as well, if you are going for an interview for a certain production company, I can't even stress this enough, research that company as much as you can because they're definitely going to ask you questions about why you want to work for them. So you need to really know your knowledge about that company because they will pick up on it if you're not too sure. And I know people can get nervous, but I think as well, you just need to be confident, show your best self, and that will come across in the interview as well. I also believe that with interview process, you want to say to them, look, this is what I can do for your company. You need to show yourself in a way that gives the company a reason to want to employ you. I think that is how most employers will go to the interview process and understand that they want people that are going to give their company a reason to employ them, how they're going to benefit their company as well. I agree,
1: Lauren, and that's something people need to think about in their CVs as well. You don't just want to list what you've done in your previous job roles, whether they've been in the industry or not the best advice I got when I started out was when you're listing your responsibilities in your CV and or you know expanding on them don't just list what you're doing but say what you did well because if you have got one or two runner jobs runners have all done the same thing right you might be making tea and coffee sorting hospitality looking after people picking up litter um getting props ready could be anything but Okay, so 10 runners may have said those same things. So what have you done really well? Did you manage your time effectively? did you work to tight deadlines you know what what were you doing within your responsibilities which which showcases what you brought to the table not just what you were doing and when you go to these interviews we do want you to be confident to sell yourself and you should know about the company so if you're going for a specific television program that's second series for example say you were going for come dine with me watch a few come dine with me episodes watch a few 20 minute chunks of a few different episodes like Lauren says research a company go on the website this doesn't need to hours and hours of research if they say to you what of our shows do you like to watch you know you want to be able to 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 have something to say and if it's a show that you don't know what it is because it's a brand new show then then it's great to research the other shows and watch a few snippets here and there also in an interview it's brilliant that you're selling yourself and what you can do for them but also you can think about it this way do you want to work there do you like this person could you work with this person do you like the, the idea of this show because it has to resonate with you too. And I think when you take that power and think, is this actually going to be for me? Then it then it can give you that confidence because you're they're not just there interviewing you. You can think about it as you're interviewing them and do you actually want to work there? So that's really helpful as well. And I think that will give people, don't literally interview them, but when you think <laughs> about it like that, you know, do I want to be here? Is this job yeah. for me? That gives you some power.
0: Yeah, but also what can they do for you? Because they're going to be your employers. So you also want to receive something back what you give to them as well. And I think it's obviously, for example, freelancing. You really need to be committed to that because like Jade said previously, with freelancing, you're always looking for your next job when you're in that job. And I think for some people that can be really unstable. And I know for myself, um, future down the line, that's not something I want to do. Ideally, I would love a contracted job. And I think everyone would say the same. But I think with freelancing, it's definitely the best way to start out in the industry, because you're getting a taste of everything. But then it can also be really daunting, because you could be out of a job for months. And I know with COVID, obviously, the industry's really struggled at the beginning, and a lot of people were furloughed. But I think as well, With COVID, there are so many things that you can now put on your CV that television companies are looking for. For example, Screen Skills offer an amazing course that talk about all the COVID protocols that are needed for production training. And even just having that on your CV companies might be like, okay, so she knows about COVID training in production. That's great to have in your CV during this really uncertain time. So I think, yeah, it's really important to just be a bit ahead of the game and see what's out there training wise that you can do to make your CV better. Even just, for example, I just done a course on Albert certification. And a lot of companies at the end of the program, you will see they have Albert at the bottom. And I think knowing that you've got those sustainable skills on your CV, companies will love That's great, Lauren. And it's always good to be proactive and look
1: for ways to improve and better your skills and you know uh, expand on them and with regards to COVID that who knew that that would open up really random roles in the industry to go and be COVID assistants and test people in studio days for example so you can also be applying for those roles and, and do the course that Lauren suggested or anything else relevant because you know anything that shows you've been proactive on your CV would be really impressive like Lauren's so impressive now because she's taken it upon herself to set up a podcast and meet great people to help benefit you all and and teach you all from from our experiences so that's something to really be proud of and put on your cv lauren
0: yeah exactly and because obviously i study film radio and television television's always been the route i've wanted to go down because i just fell in love with it but since starting up my own little podcast I, I love it and I think because I listen to podcasts so often I thought I think I just love to make my own and just talking to someone and being able to help someone it's definitely something I would like if I was going down this route and not knowing what to do and I think podcasts are so interesting because you can just sit there by yourself take it all in and listen to what those people are really saying and I think my style of podcast is really good because people might not know what they want to do so this is can not even be towards television, it can be towards anything. And exactly. I mean, people are just so scared of the minute of trying to find a job because people feel like there aren't really any jobs out there because of COVID. But in fact, there is because people are looking for. Like you said, COVID assistance, COVID marshals. And yes. I think even that might not be something somebody wants to do. It's getting your foot in the door. Yeah, listen, if you go
1: and do those roles, you're going to meet the whole team, aren't you? And the best thing you can do as a runner is ask everyone if they'd like tea and coffee and you get to know every single person. Oh, oh, um, you introduce yourself as you put down that tea or coffee and say, hi, I'm blah, blah. What's your name? And what do you do? And you just make connections. And the people you meet that you resonate with, you can write their name and their personal email down in a little black book of contacts or an Excel spreadsheet. So when you're looking for work again, you have all of those connections. Try and take personal emails if You know, if these colleagues become friends, for example, or LinkedIn profiles, because people move around from company to company. So if you take their email address at one company, three months time when you want to reach out to them, they won't be there anymore. Another great thing that you can do If you do wish to work in telly or in media, and you can often be out of work, because as Lauren says, the freelance lifestyle can be very stressful, is get another job. Because even if you progress in the industry, you may still be out of work if you're an AP for four to eight weeks. And that's obviously been more prominent since COVID. And unfortunately, the people that work in telly, we really identify ourselves with our jobs. So when we're not working, we feel quite lost. Well, you know, I speak for me and a few of my colleagues, I'm sure a lot more feel that way. I always did temping at a company called Office Angels, which you may have heard of. So in between television contracts, I would go and cover reception or do admin somewhere. And other people may get a job in a pub or, you know, with a family friend in a business. Whatever whatever your strengths are that you can kind of pick up as and when is really helpful, because especially if you've moved location and you're renting a flat, for example, if you don't have money to pay your rent, you're going to increase your stress more. So have a little plan of, yes, I'm going to get into telly, but what can I do on the side when I'm not working for up to eight weeks, for example, or maybe longer? Just
0: so you've always got that income, and like you like you said, actually LinkedIn, and I can't stress this enough. LinkedIn is such an amazing platform, and I didn't know about it until I went to university. But it's basically a business Facebook, would you say? And you can apply for jobs on there, and it's a really great way of showing yourself to future employers. A profile, all about yourself, all the things you've done, and I've definitely amazing relationships with people on LinkedIn and that is actually how I got one of my jobs yesterday and I think done. LinkedIn's really good as well Lauren and I
1: think it's very underutilized in the television industry right now but more and more people are getting onto it daily and I wouldn't rely on it for television jobs at the moment but you know that could change as more and more television professionals and talent managers utilize it as a tool but for myself and for creative train it's been great to connect with like-minded people in the industry, and think about ways to collaborate that will benefit young, diverse talent coming into the industry. So do yeah. get on LinkedIn, do set up your profiles, and do networks. So say, for example, Lauren wants to be a podcast producer now. I was going to say, um, there is opportunities in television now to go into social media roles and yes. to go into podcast roles because, as I say, technology is changing. So now Lauren's, um, now Lauren's thinking about enjoying doing podcasts You know, there may be shows like, I don't know, I'm a celebrity that one day have an accompanying podcast. Um, My dream job. (laughs) So, yeah, do think about that. And what Lauren could do is search who is a podcast producer on LinkedIn. And, you know, maybe she wants to reach out to one or two of them and say, oh, I'd like to do something like this in years to come. I wonder if you'd mind telling me a little bit about your job and how you got into it. And yeah. you don't need to use it to necessarily pester people for work, but use it to, to build on your knowledge and experience.
0: Yeah, and I think that couldn't be said any better, really. As long as you message with such a kind thing to say and just explain a bit about what you're passionate about, someone will take their time to reply to you. And some people might not. That's just how it works in the industry, unfortunately. So don't take it to heart too much. So what I was going to ask you, Jade, was what is the future for Creative Train? What What's the goals? The future
1: is, because it's just uh, it's just at the beginning right now, it's who knows the directions it will take, but the plan is for, for the people we work with to be given placements in the industry, because without those placements in the industry, you're going to really struggle to find paid work. So we're going to be working with lots of employers who have similar visions to us, who want to get diverse talent into the industry and anyone that wishes to get into the industry, uh, providing that opportunity. We'd like to make long-lasting relationships with people. So, you know, we work with you at the beginning of your career, and then a year later and then a year later we want to be that that voice that mentorship to to guide people on their journey and and be that support for people who who just don't have it slowly but surely we want to change the culture of the industry and help them with their recruitment so that so that in 10 to 15 years or even 5 years the industry is made up of those diverse voices that it's currently lacking so if you do want to reach out to creative train and want to hear more about what we can do with you and link you to employers then um, then then that's what we're here for so do get in touch
0: that sounds amazing and i think creative train is already doing so well and like you said the Royal Television careers fair was your launch day and that was only what two months ago now so it must be such a relieving feeling to know that your company is doing so well already but I think knowing there's a fine line
1: isn't there between wanting to make a difference and wanting to make a successful business because obviously like you guys I've got my own family to support and bills to pay I genuinely do want to help people which is why we've, we've made Creative Train's prices super super affordable and we will be giving away you know all of our interview techniques workshops for example that they were free to attend so we will be giving away hints and tips if you guys follow us on social media we're at creative train tv and we're giving away lots of great advice and the funny thing about creative train and the advice we've got to give is that it's not until you guys start working in the industry that you'll realize how valuable it is and how much advice we've just kind of thrown at you and because there is so much to learn and if I can help people through my experiences and that includes well-being as well because I want to teach people how to stay well in a stressful industry there's so much that advice we've got to give and obviously our team will will keep expanding so so you'll have lots of different supports and that's what creative train are here to do but ultimately we will be providing placements in the industry for those that want to be trained by us to be able to get an in to then at least make a start with their career journey because some people can't get into the industry at all lauren you know you may have had a a work experience lined up and other people may never ever be successful in lining up work experience
0: and i think that's why you guys really need to like take opportunities like creative train just to push you and get that guidance into the industry and like you said jade getting a placement that is just experience in itself and having all these cv workshops interview techniques you're going to be extremely knowledgeable and skilled in going to that interview and your cv is going to be as skilled up as possible. And I think that's what Creative Train are really trying to get out there because there's not many companies that help like Creative Train do. Oh, Thank you so
1: much, Lauren. I think people assume that if they've got a really good CV, they can get that first paid runner job in the industry. And unfortunately it's not as simple as that guys, not in this industry. Um, which is why the culture of the industry needs to shift. So Creative Train will help establish that. And if anyone does want to email us, then do email inquiries at creativetrain.co.uk. Check out our website, creativetrain.co.uk. And we look forward to hearing from you and helping you uh, start your TV journey. And as Lauren says... If you want to work in a similar industry that's not television, you still want help with your CV, for example, you know, we'll be able to help there too uh, because generally we have lots of employability advice which could relate to any industry.
0: Thank you so much, Jade. And what I'll do, I'll leave all of Creative Train's links down below so that you guys can go check it out. Thank you once again to Jade Gordon, the founder of Creative Train for joining me on today's podcast. Feel free to contact us both on social media and I will leave the link below to discuss entering the world of employment. Stay tuned for a new podcast coming very soon. Thank you for listening.